Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's happening, everybody? It's great to see you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. The MORE Act is backed in Congress, and there's some amendments to it, and we have a whole bunch of other stuff, including some real fun things about one of your favorite strains from the 90s. So if you're over 18, please stick around, because this is about adult-use cannabis. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. I, I enjoy that guy. That's uh, Fred McGriff. He doesn't get enough. I felt like I should have uh, been wearing a pool cleaner outfit. I'm here to clean your pool. Here to clean your pool. <laughs> hey, I like so good. music from the 70s. Oh, yeah, dude, a little jazz. A little mm -hmm. What's up, dude? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Like and subscribe to everybody. It's another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Our lead story today, and yes, we do have one. Uh, it has to do with uh, something that we didn't do uh, backstage. We didn't we didn't prepare our our stuff so we could actually share our screen, uh, which means we're both just sitting here with our thumbs up our our butts. Uh, just a second, and no, nope, there's that one. And so yeah, federal marijuana legalization bill amendment gets committee review ahead of its floor vote. Kyle Yeager out of the marijuana moment is reporting on that. Yeah, I got a little too excited this morning. I thought it was the actual uh, passing of the, uh, or the more act actually being heard, but it's just an amendment. Amendment. Yes, it is. It's just an amendment. And so, like, they, they're, they're going to do a lot of different things in it. Uh, and then one filed amendment would have far-reaching implications of providing relief to people who have been denied security clearance over marijuana at any point in the last half century. Wouldn't that be nice, you know, if that, uh, that little blight on history could be uh, erased? I had a chuckle about that one, dude, because, as you know, I had a security clearance. And uh, going into the military, right, it was a um, – I had dreadlocks back. I had hair back then. You had hair? And, uh, <laughs> I had hair, and I walked in. I walked into first uh, – uh, I tried the easiest one, I thought, and that was going to be the Coast Guard. And I got turned mm -hmm. around because I have uh, asthma. And then uh, oh, I went to the Air Force because I thought it would be easy. They got turned around because I shoplifted as a kid. So I was like, all right, I'm going to join the Navy. I'm going to tell them nothing happened. And, of course, like I said, I had dreadlocks. And the guy was like, you ever smoke marijuana? And uh, he was like, do you ever? 
And he's like, three times, right? I'm like, yeah, all right, that sounds great. I've only done it three times in my life because, you know, that's how that works. It's That's it. I've only done marijuana three times in my life. You can still trust me. I deserve a security clearance. Exactly. Well, that is what happened. Eventually, I stuck yeah. to that number. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see here. There's some other stuff. There's going to de develop and publish best practices for the recognition of testing of drivers who have been impacted by marijuana before any uh, legalization could actually take effect, which stinks. It means we're going to legalize it, but with more studies. It's also going to require the National Institute for the Occupational Safety and Health, that's OSHA, to conduct a study on the impact of legalization for recreational cannabis by states on the workplace and develop best practices for use by employers that are transitioning their policies related to recreational cannabis. You know what is just ridiculous about all of this stuff? Uh, meanwhile, Opioid deaths have just skyrocketed to over 100,000. There was no policy change that we needed to do for, um, you know, studies. Uh, we didn't have yeah. to do any of that crap. But, um, yeah, that's the prejudice that we have when we talk about the plant we love. And that's it, right? The opioid ap uh, epidemic, you know, it's it, it's known source has been prescriptions. And yet, they're, right. you know, the crackdown is not very good. But, you know, this, the, the, the amendments, you know, they're not all bad, right? Like the... Uh, I think it's taking some cues from uh, Schumer's thing, right? Develop and publish best practices for recognition of testing and drivers. And you know, like things like the best practices. There is a, uh, a an already an OSHA uh, study on uh, um, Farmer Tom. He was part oh, of yeah, that. Farmer Tom. Farmer yeah. Tom Larman. Yeah, they did a study in his medical uh, uh, grow, and it was all about like you know trimming, how you do like you know you can get carpal tunnel from stuff like that. Like it was all about your environmental impact on, on the body and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. You know, do you, do you wear a mask around the the, the dangerous plant? <laughs> those terpenes, yeah. you know, going up your nose. Oh, you got to watch out for those terpenes. You might sneeze. Uh, let's see what else. Some of the other changes uh, impact legalization of recreational cannabis on by states on schools and school aged children, and more best practices would be developed. Uh, maintain enhanced federal penalties for distributing more than five grams of marijuana to people under twenty one and for distributing more than five grams of marijuana within a thousand feet of a school, college, playground, or public housing authority, or within a hundred feet of youth center or public swimming pool or arcade. So again, that's not legalization. It's not legalization at all. Uh, now, what are the enhanced federal penalties for people selling uh, beer to underage children or mm. selling beer within a thousand feet of a school? Wait, do they even have restrictions as to setbacks from a thousand or penalty enhancements for a thousand feet from the school if you are caught, you know, selling liquor? Uh, and what is this shit here? Make it so immigrants could be deported for driving under the influence of marijuana? Like, that's the criminalization of the, of the cannabis, right? Like, all of a sudden, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not good enough to be an American. You're not good enough to be a citizen of this, you know, doing a, a legal thing because it will be legal at that right. point. Well, one of the things, uh, references to marijuana or marijuana, that's how you really have to pronounce the H, uh, under federal statute would be changed to cannabis. It's unclear if that would also apply to the title of the bill itself. Uh, that's cute, but isn't that really just, that's window dressing. I mean, if you're not actually going to change anything substantive, you're just virtue signaling and saying like, well, we shouldn't call it a, a, a derisive term or pejorative, uh, you know, designed to um, create confusion and um, prejudice. We should call it cannabis because that's what it is. But then everything else is still going to be a crime. Well, yeah. And then so what I'm kind of a little upset about here is, uh, you know, I'm pro Morak because it takes cannabis off the CSA completely. 
but yet mm-hmm. this 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 dialogue here it says permanently place fentanyl analogs in Schedule One, but also streamline the research process for all drugs. Like, why are you bringing fentanyl into the cannabis conversation? Like, why is this even? Well, I think you know? opioids could uh, opioid use would go down if cannabis use, uh, especially medical cannabis use for the, the treatment of pain, would go up. You know, and uh, so I, the extent that they are trying to make it more difficult for people to get fentanyl, great. However, that doesn't. If you want to slate or slake the thirst for all this fentanyl that's coming in from China or Mexico, uh, get people something to get off of the opioids and give them safe access to that stuff. Education, man, like like the endocannabinoid system, like this cannabis can that you know it's the gateway exit drug, not the gateway entrance drug. It, right. It's the thing that helps you lean off things. It's crazy. Yeah, it's the gateway to wellness, not drug abuse exactly. and, and addiction. You know. let's let's move to the second story i mean it's just it's interesting that they have changed a lot of the stuff that's inside of it i it passed remember we covered that we we were so excited that it passed and then and then nothing happened so will this pass i think this will also pass congress uh the the amendments the 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 changes to the more act that they want or they've already passed it. And so now that they have to you know, get reconciliation as to one of the bills, I just don't think that the Act is going to pass both chambers of Congress and be signed into law prior to the next Congress being sworn in come January of 2023. No, I was asked this morning about uh, um, uh, by a, a viewer, uh, uh, one of friends on Facebook, her son's serving 20 years. He's on his 10th year of the 20 year term. And uh, oh. yeah, she's like, do you think, you know, and I hate to be honest with people. I hate to say, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. You know, it's going to be more pardons and more clemency before, because I, I just don't think mainstream is there yet. You know, there's not enough people mad. Right. And then that's the other thing. Like, we can't really, we, we get censored. And so, like, trying to change the law without this type of censorship, where if we get too big, the, the government, you know, the American government censors, but the uh, algorithmic censors on the platforms that we use will start to suppress us. And so, really, the only way that we get out there are through your likes and then, like, tag somebody who should be watching this show uh, because they want either to get some expungement for their record or that's because made, they've made themselves social equity because of that record and they want to get actually into the industry. That's really what we get to talk about here is the industry and we'll be discussing um, cannabis valuations to end the show. That'll be our, our how to cannabis segment to, to end it. But, you know, thank you guys so much for watching and for being subscribers and members of the channel. And then kick us around and forward us to your friends and, and be kind of annoying because that's really the only way we can grow uh, as we're not allowed to grow. Like if we were just talking about how to do lip gloss, that would be <laughs> shit so much easier. Yeah. But then I yeah if we were a beer channel celebrate as a as a society is just donkey brain it's donkey brain yeah again any other uh product out there we're talking about if we would be like seriously like branding and taking paychecks by now you know like at this point we have like thirty-five thousand. but we jumped up to thirty thousand subscribers before the algorithm was like okay we got to turn them off we don't want to change the laws too fast so that the people who have the cash flows would get, lose control of those cash flows. You know, I think, honestly, the algorithm and bullshit is a thing that it's kind of like default people when they vote. They're like on the safe side of things where it's like, oh, well, it is illegal, so it's going to be fucking bad. It's going to be something heinous about it. But there's no real person to input and saying um, they were wrong. 
you know, I'd imagine like if the algorithm existed in like the 50s or 40s, it would be constantly like, uh, uh, oh, minorities, this guy's clearly not the one he's talking about or anything like that because of the popular and not even popular. It's just uh, mm-hmm. the powers that be. Right. You know, because over 60% of Americans think cannabis is not a crime. <laughs> they do. They do. But then suddenly something happens and it's just shit that we weren't expecting. And it has nothing to do with Will Smith at the Oscars this year. Let's talk about some shit we weren't expecting. Oh, did you know there was a new marijuana prohibition super pact that is targeting uh, GOP Congress person mace out of uh, south carolina and it is from sam sam miggy what exactly is sam hey shock boys shock Shocked boys. face it's just yeah. Uh, yeah sam you know smart approach to marijuana uh the most ironically named pack out there propaganda man it's, it's what this is this is a a, a a group out there who's funded by American tax dollars because mm. they receive grants through the DEA bullshit because they're helping the kids. Sam is a very, very evil <laughs> organization. What's the name, what's the name uh, that they have named their new PAC? The new super PAC political action committee that is targeting uh, people like, for example, Representative Nancy Mace out of South Carolina who supports legalization. Oh, it is called Protect our kids pact. Most low county Republicans don't want weed gummy bears. So why is Nancy May spending all of her time trying to legalize them? Vote her out on June 14th, reads their sponsored tweet. They are able to have a sponsored tweet. We can't buy a sponsored tweet. I can't. If I tried to sponsor a tweet for a webinar about how to get your New York cannabis license, you'd be able to find that on our websites. Go over there and sign up for CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and see if you're qualified for a cannabis business because on April 8th, we're going to be going over the two things that we know about uh, New York cannabis licensing that's going to be coming up. One of them you can already apply for, but still, uh, that's that's for later. Small plug. I just don't (laughs) like I can't advertise that. Yeah, not allowed to, no. but they can advertise stopping it. And so that is wrong. Just makes me want to upchuck just knowing that tax dollars are going to fund this shit. Like not just the PAC part because the PAC is voluntary uh, donations, but Sam itself, the organization is funded through fucking grants. Like if you read the rise and fall and, and, and rise again of marijuana, it talks about Sam and his origins and Kevin Sabat and who I don't think ever had a real job. You know, that's the problem, it seems like. like People are being told what to do and how to live by people who just don't know how to live and what to do because they don't do anything. Nope. They, they haven't got that's any right. profession. Well, it's, it's, we are a group of parents who are tired. Let's say it's just so played out. So played out. And it's just you're a group of parents that are, are tired of people learning the truth about the plant that you've been trying to suppress for 80 years and making money off. What do you see as a group of parents who don't want to parent, right? It's like, oh, it's the video game's fault or Ozzy Osbourne's fault. It's not my shitty teaching. It's not my lack of being there for my kid. No, no. It's what they saw. It's what they heard. This is clearly the parents, not their fault. It's the children who are to blame. It is the children. That's the one thing. Like If Ted Cruz has taught me anything, it's no matter when you get caught at an airport, it is the children 
especially yours that you blame like my kids wanted me to go to cancun and, you know nothing against or like it's just ridiculous the, well, the amount of narcissism and and pettiness that's out there in the world but you know well dude it's a sick of the mass shit like like they're all like you're, you're stopping our kids freedom like and kids are resilient and i've never seen kids like i got kids and all the kids that are around them not one of them had an issue about you know like being safe or whatever you know mm -hmm. it's just people can this is the executive vice president from sam and ceo of the newly established protect our kids pack luke nifrotodos is this like uh see a vampire nefertiti yeah, yeah, yeah uh but a, the newly established uh he told marijuana moment so he actually calls in which is great and gives quotes to marijuana moment when there are when they when they've seen this tweet sponsored probably in their feeds and they go up oh, they're at it again well let's call them uh, and so he did leave us a, a sound bite uh let's noise you know, uh, well, well it's give more political power to families and children who want elected representatives in office who will put their health and safety first over industries looking to profit from drug legalization just dripping with irony because he is sponsored by industries that are looking to profit from cannabis prohibition dude i swear to god look at this shit what i was like me uh let me oh just, i don't yeah. know let's, let's check it out here in a bit because you know as you know it's 40 it's 20 oh. past the hour which means that it is technically 420 somewhere welcome if you got him you know it Ah, that was some good stuff. You know, I'd like to thank Collateral Base for allowing me to do this uh, as opposed to me working through this. Uh, I'll get back to work, and I have it on my agenda to do. At 3 p.m. after my show. Check this or out. after the show. Here's a face you want to slap. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's him. Man, that guy. If, it's a good thing he wasn't presenting at the Oscars. <laughs> I'm just saying, Everybody man. Everyone slapped him. Yeah. I mean, well, sometimes the the person's image fits the job that you're doing. Like, he's a very villainous looking to me. I mean, like, what kind of asshole wants to control people's like? You know, it's all about education and no. teaching. It's, it's all about personal responsibility, right? Right. It, it is. It is about personal responsibility and honesty and being yeah. truthful about the substance that we're talking about regulating. Well, God forbid, like, because he lives in this pretend prohibitional world and if he is a parent because i don't know if half these fucking people protect kids pack are parents but mm -hmm. like your kid's gonna be like blind and then your kid's gonna do dumb shit because you educated them wrongly you show them the the, the, the stuff that's not this is yeah. ridiculous they're gonna chug beer instead of doing bong rips and then they might die because that does happen to about 1500 college kids every year in our country I think he was on Chill Noise podcast too, so I think it's funny. I, I I personally don't know if I could have a conversation with someone like this, like, or especially a Kevin Sabat. To me, you're just a mouthpiece. You're someone who's just you're a lobbyist. Like, yeah, you're a meat puppet. You're a lobbyist. Well, a lobbyist and a lawyer are kind of similar in the sense that you know lawyers very often will tell you tell people what you tell them to say, or they'll, they'll say like, "Don't say this. You should say this. Otherwise, you might get in trouble for this and that." But then PR people are like um, uh, lobbyists will be like, you say it this way, you'll play better with these demographics. Well, doesn't what I actually say matter? Nope. No. It's how you say it and it's what you say. Whether or not it's accurate or honest, meh. 
And that's the unfortunate thing why I don't think real legislation is going to happen for us for you know a couple more years. It's going to be more states knocking it down and more clemencies and identifying people lost, lost in the system right now. It's not going to be this overall sweeping fix like it should be. You know, and I, and I think it's because we're so... I only watch Fox News or I only watch MSNBC or I only do this. Can you imagine, you know, I was just thinking like if sometimes there's a, a thing that you do that I've done that helping out with the cause and sharing stories. Right. And you, you do like, say like our Facebook page, you know, when I see a, a meme hit like a hundred thousand in like a week, and you're like, it's like kind of thrilling. I'm like, all oh, right. A hundred thousand people had a laugh or something at this page, but yet when it's something like a, a prisoner issue and then, you know, a hundred thousand people are sad by that, but it's only our hundred thousand people. Right. Mm-hmm. If we could take that same message and just put it all to these different platforms and everybody can see the same truth. I think that would be the big, big thing, but I don't think us as a society are ready for that being all in the same fucking place. Yeah. It's something else, man. But then you could find us on Facebook. If you try, you have to pretty much go up to the top of your domain and type in backslash free THC. Cause if you search for it, it very might not come up, but uh, yeah, facebook.com backslash free THC. You can all see many of Miggy's dank memes. We also repost the dankest of them on our YouTube page. So if you haven't subscribed to our cannabis legalization news, YouTube, I'm freaking shocked. Uh, and then of course you can take it with you uh, in our podcast version it's right there on our website, but then uh, also Apple Podcasts. Or if you just Google Cannabis Legalization News Podcast, we'll come up, and then you can hit your podcast uh, provider that you prefer. And then, of course, if you have any questions, head on over, especially about the industry, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. I wonder if this fact is true or this is a fact. So somebody just posted, the one seed that genetically, uh, isn't genetically controlled in the seed bank is cannabis. I'm curious. Well, it's probably just because it's a federal crime. Hey, uh, you you want to do some uh, stock news? You think pot stocks, pot stocks. Cannabis industry lawyer and uh, Miggy here to report that Cresco Labs has announced their fourth quarter and full year 2021 results. They are uh, booming and they should go up even more next year as Columbia Care comes online as they have merged with them. They did record revenues of 822 million. That may go up well over 1.5 billion in the next two to three years, especially as the East Coast states of New Jersey, New York and Pennsylvania liberalized their laws. And the first mover advantage goes to pretty much Cresco because Columbia Care was big in there. Mm. Uh, fourth quarter revenue of 218 million, up 34% year over year. Let's see, record cash flow of immigrants. But then I'm trying to see how much money they lost. They never really post a profit. And that's so that's, that's one of the things. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so like this, this cause I know there's like rules to like how things are stated. And for like the layman who doesn't give an F about most of the stuff, you know, right. But, you know, doing this with you and talking with you and watching more news, I kind of learn more about the fiscal shit, but like it says record revenue of 822 million. Is that, so that's not profit. That's also the investments, right? It's top line. And so like, you know, my law firm, we might do good month would be 50 large, uh, bad months, you know, not, but, so that would be revenue. And then uh, bottom line is net everything out, all the expenses. And that's really hard to do in, in uh, cannabis because yeah. you're not allowed to net out of a lot of expenses. So your tax obligations are even more difficult. Therefore, 
if uh, you look at the operators, and it's great that they've become vertically integrated so they can capture or recapture whatever it is, uh, a lot of their inventory costs. And so mm-hmm. you're allowed to deduct your costs for all the cultivation related and the production related expenses, and perhaps even your inventory, uh, well, definitely your inventory for your dispensary and maybe your inventory manager employee position. But then after that, you ain't. And so like after you sell that weed or all that money that you spend on marketing it or trafficking it, you can't deduct squat. And so really legalizing it uh, and then the Safe Banking Act would make these cannabis companies, I bet they'd be profitable then because it's just so much more difficult. I don't think any retail store, like if they weren't allowed to deduct the costs of carrying on their business operation, how many retail stores would go under? You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's 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 the weird thing about business. That's why I was trying to, you know, ask you. So this because that record revenue stuff though, it's not just profit though. It's also the stocked investments, right? Is that what they're throwing all in one big pool? So you don't really because you were just saying about the losses, right? We really don't know because a lot right. of these places aren't they like like boats, like the Cresco sized companies, like right? They're just dumping money in just to stay afloat. Or uh, is that they, they have a they have a loss, and so like we'd have yeah. to look at their uh, P and Ls and their reports to determine what their actual loss is. Reckon fourth quarter EBITDA was up fifty seven million. Okay, so at least it didn't say loss on that. But then eh, very often these guys do uh, lose money, and I like to just actually look at the the, the numbers of it so you can mm-hmm. see what they reported as opposed to like these types of uh, explanations. Uh, mm-hmm. However, you know, it's it'd be interesting to see what their their total uh, revenues and expenses and so what their revenue and expenses is. But then the only pl- company that I ever saw like actually making a profit before uh, was Trulief. But they're, yeah. these guys are like trying to Amazon. And so like Amazon did yeah. take a profit for years, but then they can go to the capital window and continue to like access debt or access, um, you know, new equity because they just acquired uh, Columbia Care for two billion bucks. So somebody gave him that two billion dollars. Yeah, that, that, and that's why I'm, I'm asking. It's just so infuriating sometimes because you know, it's not the legalization that I thought it was going to be. Like er, most people didn't ever thought it was going to be. You know, but at the same time, you have these big people, Cresco, GTIs, and whatnot, staging themselves for this like influence of power for when it is federally legal. But you know, hmm. I don't know if they're going to have the same the power they think they do when it becomes uh, federally legal because. Right now, they're they're only monopolies. Period. Well, yeah, but uh, again, in industry or in this country, there really are only monopolies. There's monopolies, mm. and then there's what they call the middle market. And so, like, you're either a billion dollar company or you never break fifty million dollars uh, top line revenue. I'd be happy. Uh, and and like out of that, I'd say like it's ninety eight percent of the well, maybe ninety five percent of the companies that are in that you know middle market or small business below. So fifty yeah. million dollars revenues and under. And then there's just this tiny little you know, snippet that is, you know, huge, uh, a billion, and actually it's a small mm. cap, but still a billion market cap or above. Uh, and those ones are the things that dominate everything. Like all the ketchup is made by the same farm, you know? It's yeah. No diversity like, really there. So like if you're going to launch a new ketchup, the farm doesn't care. They're going to still sell you the same tomatoes. True. That's true. I mean, yeah, I just, again, it's not the legalization we all thought it was going to be because it's slow and painful. And this is part of the process. This is so horrible. But the legislative process, we're watching, you know, state by state trickle down. Right on. Yep. State by state trickle down. Uh, Still, the, the, that is great news for Cresco. They grew 37% revenue. Uh, and then, if anything, they're just going to become more profitable in the future because of what they've done with their acquisition of Columbia Care. 
and then if they can ever get uh, safe banking act passed and if they can ever get their business to not be the trafficking of a schedule one substance which results in all these crimes and if that's something that you guys believe in you know help out this episode and smash them likes uh, i'm assuming if you're watching this late into the game you're probably already a subscriber but if you're not you know consider becoming one <laughs> and we appreciate you guys hanging out with us we do and i think we beat that dead horse pretty much to death and so let's do a little bit of international news and maybe some name that train let's do it In international news, we have a broken link. Um, well, if you have it up, please do. I clicked on something and it just opened up the show notes again. No, it is. That's what that link is. Let's do a Google search uh, of that. All you got to do is copy the headline, do a okay. control V action, and you'll find that article, I think. Yes. Now, Malta, confusion over cannabis laws after a doctor arrested for drug dealing. This is how you legalize correctly. Uh, Dr. Agnes from distributing cannabis for mere months after the island became the first in Europe to legalize the drug. He's a 43-year-old doctor and he was practicing uh, until on March 10th, he was arrested and charged with drug trafficking for importing cannabis and selling it to his patients to relieve back pain. I wonder if that's where he went wrong. Maybe you have to have a license. You just can't import the stuff. Probably, you know, uh, man, they're going to go through their emotions again, like California did. Many doctors lost their... Uh their license because of uh, prescribing cannabis. And I, but as we said before, it's not prescription. It's a recommendation. So uh, I know Dr. Dave Allen was one. Several other doctors were in, in full-on raids. Like, guns drawn because you're writing the script. Like, just silliness, man. Mm -hmm. But Malta's going to be going through that. Huh? That's, well, you know. But isn't it, it's recreational legal too, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they ever don't use it's 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 legal, but then it's one of those deals. Okay, great, we've legalized it. Now, how can we get it? Well, I'll go import it. You can't do that. That'll get you arrested. And so that's what happened to this poor doc doctor. It appears in Malta, and, and just because it's legal now, like in Illinois, I can't go over to California and bring back a whole bunch of weed and start you know start dealing it. Uh, I don't. That requires licenses, and then that license to grow it. it really is just there you're not if there's no license the import export california's creating something but then other other jurisdictions would have to sign on and then how does it magically get from california to colorado or illinois or the east coast you know what does it say it, it, it becomes a federal crime at that point because you cross state lines but you know in all these other states like new york is a fine example for everybody to see right now you know it's still this ambiguous law that as soon as they created the the legal they said it's legal Everybody's like, all right, now try and arrest me, <laughs> you know? Right. So every state, every, I hate the word pioneers because we're way past that point, but you know, each state's going to have its own little version of a pioneer. Someone that steps up to the plate and says, all right, I'm willing to fight the law and, or stand up against the law, whatever, because there is no law. I, you know, it's right. very, that gray area, the gray market. All right. We got some great market going on in there. And then we also, uh, we do have some trending news that we can report on cool. pretty soon here. And that, that one's working. All right, cool. So uh, let's see, where's that one? What up, everybody? Cannabis industry lawyer here telling you that New Jersey's CRD is going to delay the adult use uh, uh, supply or the sales thereof 
Uh, and here to like go over this story with us, of course, is Miggy. Miggy, uh, what did you think about New Jersey saying they aren't going to be able to have online, not online, sales for adult use in general starting when they intended to? Yeah, well, they haven't, they haven't planned still, you know, it took them a while to be the license. They, they forget to plant, you know, mm -hmm. unless people are growing illegally so the plant can magically show up, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because what they just issued a license, right? They just issued various licenses for conditional winners, and there's 67 of them, and now they're running to get the the rest of it. But now some of those licenses for the cultivation expressly, I believe, are also to like a curl leaf and, and those. And so they're just now getting their licenses in place so they can start growing the recreational cannabis pursuant to those licenses. That conditional process for uh, curl leaf hopefully takes like it's quicker but uh, and then after they have that license to be able to grow because like right now they've just had medical cannabis they didn't have the license to grow the adult use cannabis and so then once you get that license can't you just say can i reclassify this inventory over there be like i'm sorry the rules don't provide for that wasn't well, that silly you know i find the the regulation process for uh, cannabis legalization it's kind of like the uh the stigma the stereotype that you have in the 60s 70s 80s 90s even probably now where it's the people who are in charge making these decisions like like okay we'll just release the licenses now and then expect everybody to be grow like i just see them in the background all right so what you gonna do and, and and it's not they're probably all stirring cocktails and fucking drinking and going all right this is what we're gonna do and because you know People space out a little bit on campus, but you don't do dumb shit all the time. People <laughs> underestimate everything. People under people oversimplify and underestimate everything, and that's one of the reasons why the regulations are very often wrong. The laws are very often wrong. It's because they have underestimated either the complexity that they've created or the the exclusivity that they've created from their licensing system that they have, or some other thing goes wrong, like the coronavirus. That just came out of left field. However, let's go and review what uh, the executive director of the CRC, that's New Jersey's regulatory commission, uh, his name is Jeff Brown, and he said, an effort to devote significant resources over the coming weeks to work within the medical cannabis industry to fix deficiencies in their expansion plans will be conducted on on-site assessments of that process. And so they're still trying to ramp up the uh, medical uh, supply so they can turn on their adult use and they're still gonna work out the traditional market like the new jersey weed men's need to be negotiated with they need to they need to be the first ones just like in new york that were given the social equity opportunity like if you're in the biz right that's the best thing that oregon did when they became re uh, recreational they let the medical shop just flip the sign Yep. And then well, that's that's the commission updated their meeting agenda to a new unscheduled meeting on April 11th, allowing speculation for a date to begin. But Curleaf is touting because they've expanded. They have over 10 tons of products that they're ready to, to put onto the market. And sure, it's medical right now. But why can't it be magically right. adult use? You know, it was produced correctly. Right. I mean, I don't think. I don't know where the edge of the regulatory authority goes, but hopefully they're allowed to do that. Otherwise, the legislature should pass a really quick bill. You know, the problem is most people can't wrap their heads around something that is going to be both medical and recreational, right? Like we have to be in this intoxicated state of just dumbness where 
you know, instead of like it's a wellness thing. It's a, you know, once your endocannabinoid system acclimates and, and you become even killed, you know, like, okay, this is enough right now. It's not like alcohol where you're like, no, I want to get fucked. Right. Nope. <laughs> you know? nope. It is not. And with that, as we're discussing something around around those lines, let's play a little name that strain so we can ha- show something that is not alcohol. Yeah. There's something that's not alcohol. However, uh, remember, 18 plus. Don't forget, this is an adult show, and you have to be 21 or over to have a license for cannabis in the United States, as far as I'm aware. I was going to say, can you feel it? Uh, Can I feel what? We're getting shadow banned right now. No, 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 we're not. We have 143 people tuning in, (laughs) and they're all checking out. Uh, This one's getting ready for harvest, uh, and then it's, you know, so it's still growing, and uh, its namesake I'd say is not quite there yet um, uh, because mm. one of the words in it uh, has to do with its color. And this what one has it? a lot of uh, orange stigma on it and uh, still some thin leaded. It kind of looks like a fairly thin leaded, no green, no, I'm sorry, no purples at all with it. And so it's a fairly um, legacy a, strain. I'd it's say it's a beautiful cola. I say legacy strain definitely because yeah. I smoked this when I was a kid, but it's a beautiful, that's going to be a beautiful cola when that thing comes oh, up. Yeah. It is. It is going to be a beautiful one. So get your guesses in. Uh, there's the name of a color, and it's a legacy strain. That's what I would say is the um, the hint on that one. Now let's talk a little bit about some good news while people are getting their guesses in. There's some great news out of the state of Michigan, and maybe we should take the uh, overlay <laughs> off for a bit. For Michigan has sent $150 million of marijuana tax dollars to cities, schools, and transportation in that state officials approved the first social consumption site this is uh, again out of marijuana moment who's doing god's work of reporting from the front lines of legalization go subscribe to their patreon and pay them 25 dollars a month to watch and follow the changes and updates to your state's laws they followed here a tweet from the michigan department of treasury the adult use marijuana payments of more than 42.2 million will be distributed amongst michigan's 163 municipalities and counties as part of the michigan regulation and taxation act that's good news oh it's great, great. news it, but yeah, i don't think it's the first official uh, official uh, consumption site because i thought um uh, john sinclair had a, a consumption uh, approved well, area. you know that might have been one of those gray area clubs yeah, and so there's been. a difference when you're able to not be a private club, but it's a public accommodation where people gotcha. can go and buy stuff. Yeah, and that's what I would say is probably the real distinction there. But look at that. $1.3 billion in marijuana sales for adult use and Damn. $481 million for medical sales in 2021. That means that Michigan, with its population of only 10 million people, uh, is approaching a $2 billion a year cannabis market. And still, a lot of those municipalities and townships in that dual licensing state have, um, they haven't legalized it completely yet. And so there's still places where if you opened a dispensary, you would be the only one in town. They'd have to change it, and then they'd have to have an application period. Same thing's happening day-to-day basis in uh, California and in New Jersey now. Yeah, but this is crazy, though. It's just one state. Can you imagine the cannabis could do for every state? You know, it's already done for Colorado. You know, Michigan was the latter one to legalize, even though I thought they're going to be one of the first ones as well because they have a long history. So, wow. 
It's great to see this part of the cannabis industry taken off after nearly two years of delay due to the pandemic. Said, said Brisbo to Marijuana Moment. And this Brisbo cat must be somebody who is opening one of those consumption lounges as they were supposed to start doing them here in Illinois. They still have started to do them. I know of several. Uh, and, but with COVID, you didn't want to share a joint. You didn't want to go outside. You know, you weren't <laughs> yeah. going to open anything or, or being inside an enclosed space. Well, yeah, we didn't have a plan and now we do. I mean, there's... You know, we know how to treat this thing and, and still have fun. I'm going through right. all the guesses. There's a lot of good guesses, but not even. Well, well let's let's at least tell them the color, because I think if we tell them the color, oh, yeah. it will take them 1.2 seconds. seconds to guess it. Uh, it is not hard. silver. It is not <laughs> silver, nor is it purple, nor is it orange. It really only leaves a couple. I would say it's in the color of the trichomes. The color of the trichomes, right? So that's one of the reasons why, right there, as you can see it getting ready for harvest, it really doesn't live up to its name, you know. Not but, as uh, pronounced as it should be. I know. I mean, we have a wonderful story that we're going to get to uh, on this after somebody guesses it, because it's going to be our history story. As this, like we were saying, this is a legacy strain, in our opinion. It's a, it's a term that we completely made up. Of course, it's a oh, hybrid. Here we go. Aha! Somebody has guessed it. Hooked on Jeep products. I love Jeep Hooked too. Hooked on Jeep and products. Shout out to them. They've gotten it. White Widow. Let's do a little bit of cannabis history now about White Widow. Hey, Miggy. You want to check out the origins of the White Widow strain? Let's do it. Uh, among the most famous worldwide is White Widow. A balanced hybrid first bred in the Netherlands by Greenhouse Seeds. I did not know that. Greenhouse Seeds. I really 1994. Know 